Good evening, viewers, and welcome to The Price of Fame. My name is Lunga Chuka, and I'll be your host. So for those of you who are tuning in for the very first time, The Price of Fame is a podcast that focuses on the real stories about the journey to success from the moment or realization of one's purpose or gift. And in these conversations, we aim to shed the light on the hardships, the sacrifices, and the mindsets that our guests have to overcome to achieve the current position in their career. But anyways, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, my guest for tonight, I've invited one of South Africa's most loved personalities. Um, she's a former presenter on Parcella, which used to be on SABC2. Top 12 finalists for Miss South Africa. Now Mishka influences positively on social media. And you can also hear her voice on Group FM as the news and traffic presenter. And some of you might actually recognize her for appearing as Stacy on St. Worcester. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please help me welcome to the screen with your likes and your shares and your hearts and everything and your laughs, whatever you guys do on the social thing. Anyways, please welcome to the screen, Mishka Loosh. What an intro, my friend. What an intro. You were made for this. You were born to do this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they future sponsors. Yeah, they <laughs> I love that. I love that. Silent plug. Silent plug. Yeah, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make it, you gotta make it happen. Listen, Mishka, you look wonderful yes. tonight. Um, oh, how are you? you. I'm good. Nice. I wanted to say, listen, don't let this half of my frame fool y'all. Because yeah. <laughs> down there it's business up here, down there it's all pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, this whole working from home thing, I mean, I would have loved to, you know, have this interview with you face to face. Um, but, you yeah. know, this is what our reality is. And I mean, I love what you have done with your show. I love what the message is. But your your production, my friend, is insane. Oh, shout out to the selector. That's uh, the Huckleberry Media. Stay behind the production. Okay. They make sure that I look so fantastic and they also kick me in the butt if I'm not if I'm not on point. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. Um, hands up, you know, I'm not doing this alone. Everybody has to know that there's always a team behind all this great Amen. success. Thank you it so much. It takes a whole village. It takes a yes. village to help us, you know, look as yes. good and have the production as amazing. And I know Saskia, Saskia is phenomenal, and I know Huckleberry Media, so big thumbs yeah. up to them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Selector. Um, Mishka. Wow. It's such a it's such a really because guys, I know Mishka personally. Uh, we've actually interacted personally and we You've uh, been to my wedding. You've been to my wedding. Yeah, people actually <laughs> like, hey, I saw you on TV, you know, that wedding thing and Mishka's thing. I was like, yep. So yeah, go. <laughs> you know it's funny, they still air it. They still air the whole engagement. You remember on the boat, you you came to my engagement party as well. Yes. So they're yeah. still airing it, free airtime, wow. you know. So awesome, awesome. And like, um, how has twenty twenty one actually been treating you in terms of like um, business or career wise? I don't know. Because twenty twenty. Yes. So twenty twenty. We all know twenty twenty. It's the one year that we all wish never happened. But I yeah. feel, in all honesty, with twenty twenty one, um, even though. Personally, I feel it's kind of continuing from 2020, but yeah. I chose to make the best of it. I think the world has gotten used to our new way of living, our new yeah. life. I mean, for me, the weirdest thing to get used to was not being able to interact with, with for instance, with you. I mean, I work from home even for radio, Good Hope FM, on weekends. Yeah. It's through a, a system called Clean Feed. So when you hear me, I'm actually at home, but you can okay. still hear me. It's like a whole different, your mind, my mindset personally had to change so much um, when it comes to work because work opportunities for us in the industry, I, I can't speak for you, Lunga, but for me, work up less. Um, yeah. The first five, initial five weeks of lockdown, I was scared for my life. I thought, how am I going to pay rent? You know, how am I going to pay the car, the insurance? 
Um, and for some odd reason, God is really good. And he got me through um, the initial five weeks of lockdown. But mentally, yeah. it was, and I'm sure it's not me. I speak for a lot of people. Um, it, it's been really hard. And 2020, even 2021, even though it's been better, I can't say it's been great. And that's just yeah. from a personal point of view. Yeah. No, true, because like um, within my case, I'm finding it like it's a very slow start and now things are starting to pick up. But also, you're not sure where this is heading, you know, it's not telling you, we don't know that it's going to be over like in the next month or two. So you don't know if you, you don't know if you want to start the project or you want to start something big. You're still like iffy, you know, you're just basically going with whatever available right now, you know. Exactly. Like so yeah, no, it's it's the same for me. It's exactly the same for me. I experienced most of 2020 actually not gigging at all. Um, sure. I had, yeah, I had a, a brilliant plan in the beginning of the year. Like we're gonna do this, and we're gonna do that, and I'm changing my direction, and so many things are gonna happen. And then yeah, you know, we just all got hit by Corona and everything like that, and that just changed so many things. Not just in yeah. my industry, in so many other industries. And yeah, you know, we just had to like, kind of like get used to it. And this also is like the new normal, you know, with us doing shows like this, you know? And like you're saying, I would have loved to do this live and interact with you, you know, mm. and like, um, exchange energy, you know? But unfortunately we have to do it this way. And I don't know for how long we're gonna be have to do it this way, but this is the new normal. Yeah. Crazy. So, Mishka, you've had an amazing career and mm. wow, it's really, it's, it's something really admirable, you know, someone like I think I can see young girls who actually know your, your journey, actually looking at you and being like, I actually want to be like Mishka. And I want to know, we want to take it all the way back to the young, to, like before you even knew about the industry, you know, it you when, the, when you do the passion for the industry that you're in, you know, how did it all start? And what is it that built the character that made you start? You know, what was a spark in the beginning? So let me start off by saying I was raised in an extremely, I don't know if my family is watching, but I was raised in an extremely strict household where you can't even, oh, Lord, you cannot think about <laughs> modeling or being on camera or never mind being in a bikini in front of a camera. Like I, I was raised and I'm so thankful for the way I was raised. I didn't understand when I was younger, but today I'm really grateful for the way my dad raised me with a business mindset. It was always you either become a doctor, a lawyer. I mean, my surname was Patel. Hello. That should say a lot. <laughs> so, um, so basically my, I had a, very normal childhood. I had an older brother, have an older brother who kept me on my toes, who broke my arm a couple of times and I broke his a couple of times. You know, the normal, the normal. Uh, <laughs> um, so when I did my first taste of the industry was when I was 20, turning 21, and my now husband, Donovan, who you know, he entered me from South Africa. Nice. And as a 20-year-old, you do not think of, especially a 20-year-old who was raised the way I was raised, you don't ever look at a Miss South Africa as a next step in life. Because as a 20-year-old, you're trying to find your feet. You you you're still a baby in my opinion i was still a baby and yeah. um when i got that initial phone call saying i'm in the top 100 and i need to come to an audition and i'm like wait 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 hold up a what an audition for what first of all because i didn't know i was entered so um my first taste of our industry was ending up in the top 12 of Miss South Africa in 2014, the year that Rolene Strauss won Miss World. And as a girl who was severely bullied on school, um, I never saw or thought for a split second that I would even make it in the top 100. I had confidence issues. I solidly 
believe the things that people would tell me. And even up until I, even when I ended up in Miss South Africa being a finalist, I would still have people tell me, like you, the girl from Ida's Valley, you will never make it. And yeah. not just one, not just two, not just three, like hundreds, hundreds. If, it, if I can say it, it's been hundreds of people who doubted me. But the moment I realized, okay, girl, you just got into the top 12. That should say something. That boosted yeah. my confidence. Because I thought if I could do this after Miss South Africa, what more can I do? So from there, as a 21-year-old then, the ball started rolling. I had a hunger because I was so deprived because of myself, because of my own mentality. I held myself back, doubting. And yes, I had a lot of naysayers who are no longer part of my life. Some of them I don't even know. And it took so much time for me to realize the opinion of someone else about you has nothing to do with you and i had to realize that and when i did my friend yeah i did miss earth i did miss south africa i did miss Viet south africa i did presenter search on three i took every single opportunity that came my way i took it with both hands because i thought you know what if these opportunities come my way how dare i not take them how dare I not take the opportunities that are presented to me on a table? And I think the moment where it all started clicking um, was in 2015. I lost my mother to cancer in um, September of 2015. And my baby sister was then four. And I just realized like how short life is. And... Yes how dare I waste my energy and my time on listening to what anyone else is trying to say to me to, to keep me, withhold me from moving forward when life yes. can change like this, like this. And that's the moment that everything started clicking. That's amazing. That's really amazing. And I believe, like you, you've mentioned some like really, um, really like life-changing challenges that you've actually experienced on the way. You know, um, with the bullying part, I can relate so much there because I was also bullied um, in primary school and growing up. And for a very long time, like you said, you've, you, you, there was a point where you actually had to overcome and be like, listen, their opinions do not define who I am. You know? Amen. And before you realize that there's that crawling and there's that mm. doubt you have towards mm. yourself. Your soul is telling you, do this. You know, you'll do it in your private space. You'll sing in the mirror or whatever, but you will never show anyone or you'll never take that chance when they have, when the show comes to your school and you're like, who can do this? Like, who can sing? Or who can do it? And you're like, you know you can, but you're like, no. Exactly. All the voices, you know, and mm. it becomes, you get so much that you actually tell yourself that. that you, even you begin to believe time. it. You, exactly. You stop yourself before you even tell anyone, listen, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I can sing or I think I can mm -hmm. do this. And I also had to, that was also one of my challenges for the very long time, for a very long time, sorry, because I believed the voices, you know, because I was like, you know, I'm one person seeing one, seeing the light. And there's so many people around me saying like, nah, you can't do it. Like, nah, what would you do? You're not going to make it, you know. Exactly. So then you that until you it was only once you start spending more time with different people who see a different potential in you and then they actually highlight that part or they they they, they take it further and you're like wow I actually people actually see me like that you know and you'd be like mm -hmm. I've actually want to always do this you know and then mm -hmm. people provide a platform for you then you actually grow in there um so that's amazing that was that's what helped me you know get realized that once you started learning listening to other voices yes. and you actually with them and actually be, listen to them and believe in them you, you find actually there's growth versus listening to the other voices where there's no growth because Amen. absolutely so I um, said also that you grew up in a very very strict household right so <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was basically your 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 husband who's your husband now who, yes. who kind of like opened the door for you like just look in that direction now mm. in the beginning growing up 
was it easy for you to tell your dad, like, listen, this is the direction I actually want to go now? Because, I mean, you only hit at, you say, hit at 20, right? <laughs> I mean, so for the longest time, he probably believed that you were going a certain direction and you hit like, nah, this is what I want to do. And you've even had confidence because you overcame so many things. Even your mom's passing propelled you forward, you know, in mm -hmm. things of like, life is too short. It just mm -hmm. added to your, like, what else can I do? It just added to your flame, you know? How was that conversation breaking it down with your dad? Was it some of the first time, like, hey, dad, this is where I am now, and I don't know. Like I you know. How, they, how did it get too smooth? Is it so, still like So, no, I can actually say I have a very supportive dad. He's very, very supportive now. It took him time, <laughs> but I yes. will say the conversation. I kind of told him when I was already in the top 100, kind okay. of told him after I went for my interview. And okay. at first, as any dad would be, because there's a lot of misconceptions around what Miss South Africa is and that it's just a pageant. When, when I entered in why I entered is because I thought, and I know it's beauty with a purpose. So you have a purpose, it's a purpose driven year. And when I told him, I sat him down in my room and it's kind of a blur um, and he didn't support the decision because A, shame, you have to be on a bikini on stage for the entire South Africa to see because back then it was still on um, Mzanzi, I'm not sure. And it was the entire journey for six months, it was televised. So every week Miss South Africa would come on and you would never know what to expect. So I understood that. I understood the way he raised me and I understood that he doesn't want to see his baby girl in a bikini. I get that. But I have to say, the night of Miss South Africa, my dad flew in to Johannesburg. He was right in front and he was cheering for me the moment I walked out in my bikini, my ball gown, and he was unbelievably supportive and has been ever since and he's never questioned my decisions he's never questioned my career choices ever since then when i was 21 and up until today he's just been a phenomenal dad and he's also been through a lot he's raising my now 10 year old sister um who lost her mom he lost his wife uh, two months yeah. prior to losing our mom he lost his mom unexpectedly so it's been a whirlwind of a journey for both of us but he's honest and truly been i couldn't have asked for a better father yeah your father's amazing i had the opportunity of meeting him at the, the blessing yeah it was at your wedding yes. Yes. yeah I, I just thought he had a he had a magnificent speech that he said everyone was everyone thinks that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that yeah. And he was just full of like, he looked like a very happy man. Like he's so at peace. He looked like a monk in a suit, if I could put it that way. Aww. Smiling and he was just like so happy to greet everyone and, and just was just happy to see his daughter, you know, take the next step in life, I guess. Um, yes. That's a, something I would also want to see one day, you know, so I'll understand that feeling one day. But yeah, he was a very happy and peaceful man. You could see that in his energy. He is. Thank and, you for uh, saying that. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And in terms of people saying like, oh, no, she's not going to do it, you know, all of that. When for you did you realize that the people, the comments coming to you started to flip now from who is she? She's not going to make it to she's amazing. Uh, wow, you're so awesome. You inspire me. When did you experience that flip in your career? So at the beginning of my journey with Miss South Africa, Miss Veet, and then Miss Earth, and then doing presenter search, um, there was a lot of talks about being an opportunist, which in my opinion, up until today, I, I see no problem with being an opportunist because if you don't take your opportunities, where are you going to be in life? That's how yeah. I think. That's how I explain it to myself. And... Yeah. 
A lot of people at the beginning, of course, if you're not in the industry long enough and no one knows who you are, people will question that when you post something or when you do something or when you're on a national TV show like Express or Afternoon Express or whatever the case may be, people comment and say, but who is she? Where has she been? Blah, 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 blah. Um, along with that, when you hear people who are supposed to be in your circle say you yeah. will not make it, say they don't see you in the industry, uh, you know, planting seeds of doubt. I think the moment when people stopped questioning me or if I'll make it in the industry, uh, when the negative comments stopped was in 2015. Um, when I started presenting on Pasala as well, and I had to prove myself, and I really, I really had to because um, my mom passed away in September and I was on air in October, and wow. I had no time to grieve. Um, yes. And you know, you know what we do, it doesn't matter what we go through in life, once the camera flips on you, you know, you have to put on your face, you have to put on, and um, I think that's when people step back. And that's when people, because I was 23, 22 turned 23. Um, and a baby that everyone I interviewed used to say, you're such a baby in the industry. You're just starting out, like, be calm, you know, just take it one step at a time. But it was honestly hard because you had no time to grieve. You just lost your mom. You have to take care of your four-year-old sister. And there you get the call saying, we need you in Springbok or for Yenaghung in Agvedi, Vahiri Plekka Issy. And I need to go find these places. <laughs> um, so it was it was hard, but that's when I saw a shift in my followers and even in the engagement I got and the amount of people who started engaging with me. Um, but I had to do a lot of proving. I had to prove people wrong. Um, I was accused of being a pretty face. When I was like, me, a pretty face? I was just told I was bullied saying that I'm not a pretty face. So so when people <laughs> said I'm just a pretty face, he's trying to make it on, on the TV screens, for example. Again, naysayers pop in. And it mm. took, oh, it took time, friend. This whole journey took time. Um, and it's still a journey. I'm not saying I am where I want to be or where mm. I'm meant to be. I know I'm... I'm where I'm meant to be, but this is not the end goal. I still have yeah. big goals. I still have big dreams um, that I'm working towards, but it's a whole journey. You have to take this industry day by day, hey? <laughs> it's true, Steve, it's true. And um, like, I wanna, I wanna talk a little bit about like the industry, like your experience in the industry. Like you started off very young, right? And mm -hmm. you, you're, you're a grown woman now and as you grew, your experience grew, your challenges grew and everything like that. Mm. Um, can you tell us about what was the industry like back then when you started, especially uh, especially focused as a female, you know? What were the opportunities like? What, what, uh, what were the challenges like as a female in your niche doing what you were doing growing up back then in the industry? Mm. Versus what is it now? Um, what are the challenges do you face now? Are they still the same? Is it still the same or, still, or things change for females now and things change for you? Um, what's mm. your experience? Look, I'll speak from a personal perspective. Um, when I started off in the industry, there were, for me personally, more opportunities um, for the industry that I was in. And now, I won't say it's less, it could be COVID, it could be many different things, but it's been tough. And if anyone says, tells you any different, <laughs> they're lying. But for a female in our industry, it is difficult. They either look for one of two things. Um, and if you don't have one of those two things, you will either make it because you are super different and you can bring something that no one in the industry has, because we have a big industry with amazing people, talented people from singers, presenters, whatever your industry is, it's tough to stand out to make sure that you get booked instead of X, Y, Z. And in order for you to be booked, you need that experience. But in order for you to get that experience, you need to be booked. So it's like a vicious circle. And yeah. um, 
sometimes the opportunities are incredible. You get booked for every event, you do MC gigs here, you fly here and there and back and you know, then you land and you have a modeling gig. And now that was me at the beginning. But I do realize things do change as a female when you get older. And I do think all of us, not just females, we have like a, a little time span of when we are relevant and when we aren't. So it's our jobs to remain relevant and to watch who our target audiences are, who our followers are. You have to say on top of things, this is a 24 seven, 365 job. <laughs> I'm sure you know. <laughs> yes, yes. No, definitely, man. And like, mm. I mean, you've been doing well. You've been doing well. Thank like, you. Like, like there's no time to to like just chill you know you know like okay, i'm tired now you know you have like two or three things going on at the same time and that yeah. while that is happening you're already having meetings about things that you want to do yeah. and this is when you have time when you have a break in this you know and even with this COVID thing you, you've innovated everything like that Thank um you. had any mentors along your way that have like came in and like helped you and gave you advice and please explain to us the importance of having a mentor if you had any so I think I've always had a mentor, as cliche as this might sound, when I was young, it's always been my dad, because my dad is a phenomenal businessman. He's been the MD of a medical company. He's always been so driven. He's always been so inspiring. Whenever I needed advice, whether it's personal advice or whether it's career advice, he would always be the one I would go to because I always strived as a young girl to be like him. Um, after that, it became, after my dad, who is still my mentor, um, it became Jan Strauss in 2015 when I did Social Star and went to Mauritius with her. Went to Mauritius yep. with Jan Strauss, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she was phenomenal for various different reasons. And she explained to me the power of social media and how you can monetize it. So she, her, I always looked up to Joanne Strauss since entering Miss South Africa. Actually, the year that she won, I watched Miss South Africa. So she always, she was like my, my goal person to be as a young girl. So when I got the opportunity to meet her and sit with her and, you know, ask her questions and pick her brain a little bit, I got to learn so much from her. We went for a couple of coffees. And I think the best part is she was a silent mentor and I knew she was doing it because we never put a label on it. We never said she's my mentor. Every yeah. coffee we had, every time we saw each other, I knew she was silently mentoring me. And yeah. that's what I think is so important. If you have yeah. someone who shares the same vision or you strive to be like, or you have the same morals and values, because that's very important when it comes to picking a mentor as well. Make sure you, you kind of want to go on the same road, but you also share the same morals and values. Um, but the silent mentors are the real ones, eh? I mean, yeah. when they come into your life and they play such a vital role without even labeling what they are doing or saying, I'm mentoring you. It's the silent ones to look out for and choose them, wi choose them wisely. Yeah. No, true. I would, I would like agree with you 100% because currently I do have a silent mentor and it's exactly yeah. like you described, like the conversation, like the interaction that you have with Joanne. It's exactly like that. We meet up for lunch. I called him a mentor before. He's like, no, I'm not a mentor, but I know the type of yeah. things, like, exchange and the, the information that is giving and just the way that this is going. I'm like, this is exactly it's all the box of like a mentor, you know, but he's so humble that he doesn't want the title, you know, exactly. and he just give back, you know, and like, it's really, it's, it's awesome. And like you said, it's important to have someone, you know, show you the ropes and all of that. Um, yes. Tell me on your journey, like, have you, I'm sure there's some celebrities that you've been like, I wish I could meet this person and I wish I could like share the stage with this person or I wish I could do a job with that person or whatever. Um, are, there, are there any moments that you actually reached like that? You know, you used to look up to someone and then you found yourself actually being next to that person 
Uh, and there are actually, are there more people that you'd like to share the stage with, you know, share an opportunity with? So the first person or the first big celebrity I got to meet that I never thought was possible with was a Jay something from Akasa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was like a, I was 21 and that was like a, oh my word moment. And then it yeah. was Bonang Mateba and she was so lovely. She was so kind. Jeannie D was one of them. And obviously, I mean, imagine your first time meeting your celeb girl crush is in Mauritius. And you get yeah, to spend a whole week with them. I mean, that was surreal. That was honestly, that was life changing. Because you know, when you grow up, you look at celebrities like, oh my word, they are, they can't be human, they can't be real. You put them on this pedestal, like wow. And I think this industry taught me so much. Like these are real people with real lives, with real stories, with real problems as well. Um and they have incredible and inspiring journeys. Like we need to remember these people that we look up to, they are people at the end of the day and they also have their struggles. I think the reason why I'm saying this is because I know social media, you know, can be a fantastic tool and it can also be such a harmful tool where young girls or young boys go online and you 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 think this life that someone chose to put on their phones or these photos that someone chose to share is their real life when these are the best moments we only share yeah. the best moments so when real people when, well when celebrities or whatever you want to call them step out and they share the struggles and they share their truths and they share what they are going through that inspires those young people as well seeing that you know it's not just all glitz and glam seeing that you know this photo has a massive filter on it so having this type of body is unrealistic and they don't always only have fantastic lives um yeah i think that is important as well to yes. always take into account actually let's go there let's go behind the scenes <laughs> yeah so um as a female you know mm. um like i've i've heard this in so many in so many ways and i'm sure a lot of people have heard this kind of thing you know that um sometimes it gets a little like dark you know in terms of like people like oh you want this cover you have to come to my hotel you know have you experienced anything like that you know and you know it's not always sometimes it, it's blunt and sometimes mm. it's like a bunch of like sweet like mm. like you leave on with sweets and you're like where is this leading to and then you're just like oh my word no 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 mm -hmm. and found yourself in anything like that um any of those challenges come your way thankfully i have not thankfully yeah. i that's where my childhood comes in when i say i'm really thankful for how i was raised i'm very 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 aware of and even when i was young very young i was always aware of how even online, how someone would make me feel. I'm not easy to reel in at all. And yeah. I've never been in a situation like that. And I think it's because I'm completely closed off for anything that could do any harm to myself as a female and to potentially my career or my brand. So I'm very, very cautious and I'm very thankful that nothing like that happened to me before but then again i have a 10 year old baby sister who still needs to get on social media not anytime soon you you trust me um but who 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 needs to somehow also be well she is being raised very strict and i'm very private when it comes to her and showing her on any platform but you know, for little girls and for young girls who are just getting on social media, you know, how to teach them what kind of predators are there and how to know when they are a predator trying to reel you in or trying yeah. to trick you or whatever. Because like I said, social media can either be fantastic if you know how to properly use it and protect yourself, or it can be completely harming, harmful. Yeah. And earlier on you spoke about like um 
I'm not sh- I can't remember, but it was uh, something that you, it was an achievement that you got, and at the same time you had to deal with your mom passing, and yeah. um, you like you had to like like you said, had this going on, you had to be in different places and all of that stuff, and that's essentially like the price of fame, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, no, it's my cat has made an appearance. <laughs> happened. I'm so used to uh, you have at least have a cat, not someone random yeah. walking. Oh, no, no, no. I put it like this because I'm so scared Donovan pops up somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And like, and we would say like, that is actually the price of fame. You know, that's what you have to deal with. You know, you just have to like pick it up and just like, you know, put your, 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 your big boots on and just finish the job. You know, the show yeah. must go on. You know, that's what oh, they wear. That term comes in, you know, and, and we would say, you know, that's the price of fame. You just have to deal with that. Um, is there any like dark things that you've experienced, you know, like, um, like you went to a rap party and people were doing coke or whatever, like things that you never knew that comes with the industry, some experiences, not necessarily like you personally, like, but you mm. just experienced so like, oh, wow. And you just, you just had to like, be okay with it because like, ugh, that's the price of fame, you know, that's how it goes, you know, you see like people like, yeah. okay, I'm going on set now, you know. Name any, you don't have to name any people. <laughs> okay, person. But have yeah. you experienced anything like that was actually a shocker to you to be like, whoa, things are not all glitz and glamour, you know? Is there any uh, things like that? Once again, thankfully, no, but I've heard things. Yeah. I, uh, what you- I can't listen, listen, fam. <laughs> I'm not here to get into trouble, but. Uh, don't, um, we don't want names, but paint the picture. Paint the picture for, for viewers that have no idea what happens behind the scene. Paint the picture. You have to, you can use fake names or whatever, but just say like, yo, behind the scenes, give us an idea. So basically, obviously I've heard of. <sighs> this is also the price of fame. It's the price of fame. You know, this is, but... some people have made sacrifices. Yeah. These kind of prices you know um some people who didn't know better and and the thing is people always assume that you know if you're famous or in the industry that your head's always right things are always perfect in your life you're always mm-hmm. making the perfect decisions we make mistakes too you know and we have to learn through some some hard um life lessons and sometimes while we're famous we're learning through these hard um, life lessons you know so it's not yeah. always glitzing so um, like when we speak about these people who did certain things to get to certain places, we don't speak about them in a way like you. We speak about like mm. they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. Because if you actually ask them now, would you do that again? Or would you tell someone who's getting to be like, hey, yeah. just do this? Obviously, they, their view on their whole thing would be different. So, mm. so that's why we want to speak about it, like because we want to make it real, you know? Yeah. Especially for those who are in the industry who are like actually trying to like aspire something. You should know these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Well, the things that I do, yeah, you're good at spinning a story, eh? Sure. I think um <laughs> I think the worst thing that I think <laughs> stop that you heard <laughs> um that I heard and that I know can happen that shouldn't happen. I mean, for example, we all know the movie Honey. Do you remember the movie yeah. Honey, the dance movie with Je- Jessica Alba? There's yeah. a scene in the movie where she is pulled aside into an, a room with, the, you know, that producer that hired her to to be a choreographer. So yeah. when he pulled her aside and tried to make a move on her, she chose to do the right thing by removing herself from the situation, even though she knew she could get fired. Now, my story is the opposite. And what I'm trying to say, I know of people who chose to let things happen, which shouldn't have happened, and which they have trauma from because yeah. it's a it's a hectic situation and you have to heal from it you have to speak about it and for years they couldn't speak about it because in their mind it was a choice um yes. and that's definitely never the route to go and that's my opinion um 
you can do whatever you want to do in life. I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do. I can't tell you not to do drugs. You're going to make your own decision. I will yeah. ask you not to, and I can give you all the, the negative effects and I can tell you what you can do in place of, or, but at the end of the day, you will always choose to do what you want to do. And in yeah. this industry, you'll face difficult times where you might be faced with a either or, either you do this or you'll get fired. Either you do this or you can't get to your next step where you want to, where yes. you want to go. But I think it's very important to know that your life and your circumstances, your choices, your feelings, your emotions, it's all in your control. Yes. All of that you can change. And it's one decision that can either help you or break you and yeah. make the right one for yourself. Yeah. I mean, if I'm ever in a position where I'm, I get told either you do this and it's something hectic or something that will cause me trauma or be fired, I'll walk out of this entire industry and I won't look back. And yes. that's me. That's always been me. That's personally always been, I'm very, very strong minded. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. Um, and thankfully I haven't been in a situation where it's been a traumatic one yeah. in the industry. Yeah. And thank, thank God. Thank God. And like, thank God. Like you also put it there, you know, sometimes these people don't even know that they're getting themselves into exactly. something. But, you know, like, it's, like I said, sometimes they lure you in like they're giving you sweets, you know. They're like, okay, do this. We go to this meeting and then they tell you, yeah, yeah. join the after party. Join us at the after party, you know, and they're buttering you up. And, you know, they, yeah. they send you on this journey, making you believe that you're going to get this, you know. And then at the last throw, you know, they finally, once they really like they feel comfortable now, they think that you're comfortable now. They said you're comfortable. And then they just mm. pull up that mask and be like, actually, I actually want you to come to my, because I'm the guy who makes things decide. And um, this is what you have to do. You have to please me. Yeah. Way, you know. And some of them are really scared. Some of them really want the opportunity more than anything. So they kind of yeah. like switch. In the moment, they switch off, just do what they need to do. And then they get the opportunity. And like you say, years later, it creeps back. It's something. It's like it's it's like a mental health issue at the late stage. You know, it sometimes affects your relationship. It sometimes affects the uh -huh. way you the jobs that you want to take, the way that you look at yourself. Um, yeah. It affects it affects people around you even. You know, without you even knowing, mm -hmm. and you yeah. pushing it down and just reacting from it blindly, it could make you someone who's snappy. It could make you someone who's addictive. I just want to add that. If you are in a position that we just spoke of, anyone who's watching, if you have been in a position like that or you currently are and you don't know how to get out of it, it's so important to speak up because I'm sorry, but those masks, if you have the guts to unveil your mask and show this person who you really are, then you better show the world who you are. That's my opinion. So many women are standing up for what they've been through for, for, from their abusers, um, people who has hurt them or whatever they've done, and they're coming out of the woodworks. They're coming, even if it happened years ago, come out, yeah. speak up, because the world deserves to know who these predators are, because that's what they are. Yes, and most importantly, you as the victim deserve closure. So Absolutely. you can hear and move on. And, maybe and you can just save someone else. Yes. You can save even someone else. Yeah. Even if it's like um, anonymous, just putting yeah. it out there so that yes. people can know that I have also been through it. So reading the comments and seeing the support, that also is like a bit of healing, you know, just to be like, wow, that was actually like heavy on my chest, you know, something I couldn't share with my partner, something I couldn't share with my kids, something I couldn't share. But in this platform, I've shared it. So please, like Mishka said, please do not carry these things. Everything in life is a lesson, good or bad, no matter I, how extreme on both scales, no matter how extremely good, how extremely bad, it's all lessons. 
And we should never, ever get stuck in those emotions of how we felt. Mm. It's all of us just for us to learn from and move on and teach and do better. And sometimes calmer, sometimes calmer. So, um, yes. So please, guys, do not get caught up in that. Do not let your past define who you are today. Do not let it define your relationship. Do not let it define your way forward. Please speak about it. Let's heal from that. This is why we speak about the of fame so that people can know that these things happen, that that manipulation is out there and that mm-hmm. these challenges are out there. And we do know people who have done certain things, you know, and who regret it now. So, yes, thank you so much for um, sharing that, you know, and thank you for allowing us to go there. Now, Mishka, um, we're going to be wrapping this up right now, but I have this one question. We've had yes. a long time with you tonight, Mishka. So thank you also for being a guest on the Place of Fame. Of course. I wish I could do this the whole day, but face to face. <laughs> yeah, you know, eat and then we drink, have some oh, drinks. Have and relax. Yes, so, yeah. love that. Next time. So I remember the last time seeing you, it was that kind of vibe, you know. We were really oh, like it was amazing. Everything. So that's the last memory I have of you. But now, Mishka. You, if I gave you a time machine and you could go yeah. all the way back to the very first moment, the young Mishka with all that, all of these naysayers and you believing all of that, what advice would you tell the young Mishka who's, who's just stepping into the industry right now with all of this anxiety and all of this happening in your head? What would you actually tell her right now, knowing who you are now and how, and how far you've come now? with your lessons and knowing the lessons that you've learned, what would you tell her to prepare for the journey? I would start off by saying, if you think you can, you can. And the focus being on you can, because at the, the end of the day, it doesn't matter what we faced in our lives. doesn't matter how we grew up, who raised us, who didn't raise us, what we faced in school, the bullies, the naysayers, the online bullies, the social media bullies, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Because once again, the biggest thing I've learned in my soon to be 29 years of life is what anyone else thinks of you has nothing to do with you. That's the most important thing to always remember. And that if you think for a second that you can do something, anything, remember that you can, because you are fully in control of your heart, of your feelings, of your whole entire life. Yes. You have to get a moment where that snaps and where you yes. know that. And I promise you, your entire life will change. Wow. Wow. That's that what really- I would tell little Mishka. <laughs> Powerful. That is powerful because that's the one thing you really needed to know and needed to hear at the time. And now that you know that being through all that you've been through, you know, that's the one thing you would tell her like, yo, I don't want to make this all complicated. This is me from the future. This is you from the future. (laughs) I just want to tell you that everything that you think in your head, you can do. Okay. Go, girl. That was my last question, but this is one thing I see you. Um, you are actually like a complete hustler, if I should put it that way, you know. Yes. And even that, and what you're telling yourself is like, yo, yes. hustle what you see in your mind, do it, you know. And Amen. exactly that's how I walk my life, you know. I've done so many different things, you know, and I've like really pushed and tried so much to learn so many things and like learn like my do my best in every avenue, you know. And I would say the same thing. Because someone once told me, you can do anything, you can be anything that you dream of. And I was like, okay, so if I want to play hockey, so can I, can I play hockey? You know, and you do it and you just find yourself yeah. going that far. Is there anything that you are really looking forward to doing something new now with your career? Like, But for me, when I see you in an action movie, I think you will do really well in an action movie. Tie your hair up, pull out some yes! guns. Dude, kick imagine that. Like a Lara so. Croft kind of situation. Exactly. I don't Good. want to say it off, but exactly that. I really see you on a vibe. I'm like that. kidding you. 
I'm feeling you. Yeah. I think whoever's watching, you know, any movie producers from South Africa, I'm okay. here, I'm your girl. <laughs> no, um, you know what? There is, thank you, there is a few things that I'm planning and working towards for 2021. I'm one of those people I work hard in silence. I keep things on the DL and then you'll see it bloom. Ooh. And and sometimes, and I think it's also important to know that not everything works out um, the way you plan. Sometimes COVID-19 can happen. You know, sometimes we can just fall, fall into a, a worldwide pandemic. Yes. But continue the hustle. Continue to work hard. That's where I'm at. Because like you said, I remember you saying at the beginning of your 2021, you had major plans and set things in stone and then boop, things had to take a... Now, that's where I'm at right now with personal projects. But I'm looking forward to whatever 2021 throws at me whether they are opportunities or challenges, because you said it, everything you go through in life is a learning opportunity. Yes, good or bad, good or bad. Good all or bad. Make you, strong. make you strong and move forward. Mishka, Amen. you have been a blessing. Thank you so much for coming mm -hmm. on to the show. Thank you so much for sharing everything and that you've shared tonight and you've made it so amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, please, support Mishka on all of our platforms. Please, please, please. This is how we grow our own platforms yeah. and how we grow our existence in. So please, your comments, your likes, your shares, they mean something and they actually mean the world to us when we're trying to like um, increase or like put our brands out there and grow our brands. So please support Mishka on all of our platforms and let's make the entertainment industry within South Africa the best industry supported by locals because local talent is liquor talent. Mishka, yes. Thank you thank very much. You for having me. Yes, yes, thank you so much. May enjoy the rest of your evening. Good night, Mishka. You too, my friend. Bye. Bye. Bye.